0: We welcome you to another episode of The Steam Room, Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley. Thanks for tuning us in, folks. Chuckster, it's been a draining week, has it not? It's been uh, the craziest thing.
1: I've been in the NBA since 1984. The only other time I've been this depressed is when Matty Johnson announced that he had HIV. Uh, I cried that night. I uh, And this was, I cried when I heard the news about Kobe. And it's been surreal, draining, sad, happy. When I say happy, I mean, when we were in L.A., just the outpouring of love for that man, those fans chanting his name for, actually, it's like almost four, four days now. That made me happy that, you know, I think when everybody passes, you want people to say you made a difference, not in the world. And like I say, but I have made a conscious effort to like, man, I've got to stop feeling gloomy. Uh, I I saw Vanessa put a post out Uh, that made me feel better because at some point you got to stop. Now, you don't ever stop grieving, but you got to go on living. And I I, I, I think, every, I, and, and I, Ernie, I did not do any interviews this week consciously because, number one, I didn't know what to say. I apologize to all of my friends who on all the TV and radio that I didn't, I was like, I just not, I didn't know what to say. And also, I want to thank every person who texts me saying they were thinking about me. I mean, hundreds of my friends text me, uh, people that I've, been associated with it, they because they know that this hurt us as a family, as an NBA family, and I want to thank every person who took time to text me. It meant a lot. I, I didn't get back to everybody, but I really appreciate them taking time. But also, like I said, I want to apologize to every reporter who texted me, every radio show.
0: I I just didn't want to. Uh, I I didn't didn't I didn't know what to say. And and that was part of the situation on on Tuesday night when we did our show from Los Angeles was that uh, we were hearing from you for the first time. We were hearing from Shaquille O'Neal for the first time. And Um, I've
1: had, Ernie, let me tell you this. I've had 30 people who are close to me saying they started crying, watching Jerry West. uh. And, and I was like, and we were sitting there and, and you got a man who has lived, had one of the best lives ever. Was in uh, totally just upset, and but I say I had so many people says, "Man, you guys think think all the guys at TNT for getting Jerry West on the show because even though it was painful, it, it
0: made me feel something." Yeah, Chuck. The whole yeah. The whole process of this whole process of grieving and. Trying to come to grips with something that jarring, yeah, um, and and how you process it, I think it helped us to be able to talk about it as yeah. our group. Mm-hmm. And if you see Jerry West, the man who made the draft night deal to get Kobe Bryant, because he saw something in that kid's yeah. game, and him was like that- a was like a father to him yeah. for a period mm-hmm. of his life. Then you you appreciate just how painful, Gut-riching. yeah, Gut-riching. it has been for him, and the stories that Rick Fox and Derek yeah. Fisher told, and Reggie Miller and D Wade, and um, from I'm glad we did yeah, that from beginning uh, to end. It yeah. was it was just remarkably powerful. So
1: so now, like I say, I like okay. Now we got to get back to living. Uh, you can still grieve. But you have to keep living. We have to keep living. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers with uh, Vanessa and the girls, but also those other seven families who, you know, it's interesting for me when you're in the limelight, when something like this happen. Because you, you don't get to grieve privately. I mean, because every time you turn on yeah. the TV – There's something everybody who sees you say, man, says something to you. Like when my mom died, my grandmother died, when two of my brothers died, like I was like, okay, I'm ready to get on with my life. But even though people were trying to be helpful, every time they said something, I was like, you know, man, I'm trying to forget about it. And I know they were trying to be helpful, but I you know, I, I it's those seven other families, man, I can I just think about them and like I don't want them to be forgotten because Man,
0: then uh, that's just—it was just a painful thing, you know. On our show, um, Shaq likes to talk when he's uh, breaking down the first half of a game about the contribution of the others. He yes. talks about the others all the time, and that's something we've heard um, when this horrible tragedy is described of Kobe and Gianna and. And seven others. Yeah, that's what. Uh, and I hate
1: that when yes. that happens. When, because that always happened when a celebrity died on, on, on something like that.
0: Those others were John Altobelli and his wife Carrie and his daughter Alyssa, Sarah Chester and her daughter Peyton, the pilot Era Bayan, and there was Christina Mauser, who was a wife and mother of three. Her husband is Matt Mauser and in a moment we will be speaking with Matt and we invite you to stay right here with us as the steam room continues the tragic crash on Sunday uh, took nine souls one of them Christina Mauser a wife and mother of three and Her husband Matt Mauser has been uh, gracious enough to join us uh, Here on our podcast Can't thank you enough for taking some time Uh, Matt have no Absolutely no idea uh, of what you are going through on a minute-to-minute basis, but Thank you so much for for doing this and I'm You know, I know you're a basketball fan. I'd like to introduce you to Charles Barkley. Wow. (laughs) Chuck, how are you, man? Man, listen, we are all grieving. Not as
1: much as you are, but we're all grieving. I just want to ask you, describe
2: your wife to us. Oh, man. Well, when I first met Christina, um, the first thing that struck me was that she was beautiful. I was like, man. You know she was tall, she had beautiful dark hair she was just she looked like she just flew in from Hawaii. you know she's just this beautiful woman, and that's always you know a positive <laughs> but, then, but then uh once I got to know her it it just got so intense because this she was uh she was everything that i you know she was like a best friend she was so so smart. So kind, so funny, but even more than that, this sounds—you know—you guys might relate, relate. But she was an amazing athlete, and uh, she was quick, she was strong, she could shoot from anywhere. As far as basketball went, I mean, she was just deadly. And but the thing that, the thing that really impressed me about Christina in all aspects of her life was just she was just tenacious. She was she was a warrior. How'd you meet? And, uh, How'd you meet, Pat? Well, I was like I said the other night on TV. We were we were at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was a singer in a band, and um, you know we were playing some bar, you know, 16 years ago. And she walked in, and uh, she came up. She walked up to me. And it was during a break, and she goes, "When are you getting back up?" And I said, "Well, when we're done talking." <laughs> so. <laughs> So we talked for a little bit, and then she asked me what my type was, and I said, "You're my type," and then that was it. That was it. We were on. So, that's,
0: Matt, that's pretty smooth, man. <laughs>
2: I'll <don't> mess around. <laughs> you see what you want. You go.
0: Tell me about but, your basketball uh, career. I know you're. I know you're a basketball fan. I know she was an athlete. So tell me about uh, your basketball career and your skills compared to your uh, compared to Christine's.
2: so I was a swimmer. And I was a water polo player. I got a. I got. I swam in college and played water polo in college. Uh, I was all. You know, I was a good, good swimmer, good, ba- good uh, water polo player. But uh, I loved basketball. I used to play it. You know, in college, I would play it every chance I got. It was just awesome. I just fell in love with basketball. And um, this was like, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. So uh, this is back in the early '90s. You know, when when Magic and and Kareem, or sorry, the late '80s, and when Magic and Kareem were working, and so I'd play every day. But when I met Christina, I, I realized just how how uh, limited I was in basketball <laughs> compared to my wife. She was she was just a friggin' stud, man. She was a stud. So so you so, have
1: you have three girls.
2: <laughs> I have two girls. I have an 11-year-old, uh, a 9-year-old son, and then a 3-year-old daughter. Yeah, soon to be 4. She'll be 4 next week. She'll be 4, uh, I believe, on the 4th. I think that's Wednesday. You know, I know oh, this, yeah. this is a
1: uh, – I'm not even sure how to answer this question. How are your kids Dude. process <laughs> process processing this situation?
2: No, Chuck, it's such a good question, and that's that's really the most important thing, and I'm just trying to be there for my kids. There's so much going on, and there's so much going on with the media and everybody wanting your attention, you know, the fact that Christina was associated with with uh, KB, and so it was, um, but my focus has to be on my kids. So every morning I, uh, I just give them a hug, and I tell them this hug's for Mom. And I said this hug's for me. And let's cry. And we sit down and we cry. And we get together at night and we cry. And you know, the three-year-old's a little different, but for the older ones, um, I just—I just, I, I just kind of can tell when they're going through something, and I just grab them and I hug them and we cry. And I, you know what I equated to? My kid brought this up. She said, uh, "It's kind of like throwing up. <laughs> like you're afraid to throw up." You know, when you're feeling like it's coming on, you're afraid to throw up. But then, when you throw up, it feels better. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what has it been like for your friends for, or to, to see Matt the uh, the way your friends have surrounded you in this uh, well, in this time?
2: You know, it's. Um, I was thinking about this. And losing a wife is just horrible. It's just horrible. But I know that there are, you know, Kobe, Gianna, the Chesters, you know, the Altobellis. We love them. And so there was a lot of people suffering. So we, even though we lost our wife, you know, a lot of people are suffering. And it's interesting because... A lot of people have lost somebody and it's just their family, you know, they just lose one person and they suffer and many times they suffer alone. So as hard as it is, there's almost a silver lining in the fact that everybody else is suffering as well. And I I know it's not great that everybody's suffering, but it, it does help ease the blow because people have been so, have reached out to us so much. It, it mm-hmm. takes the pain away just a little bit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So,
1: you're a lifelong Laker fan. <laughs> what was it like the first time you met Kobe?
2: Oh, man. First time I met Kobe was in carpool. He comes pulling up. It was his <laughs> oldest daughter. Nani's, uh comes pulling up. I think he was in a, in a Bentley or I forget, but I think it was a Bentley or Mercedes, and he gets out, and I just went, oh, crap, that's Kobe, man. <laughs> and he parked right in the middle of the carpool, and he walked in. And then the principal goes, hey, man, you need to tell him to go move his car. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tell him. So I, wa- I go, okay, so I go, uh, Mr. Bryant, uh, I'm going to need you to move your car. He just looked at me and just goes, okay, man. We stayed there for, like, another 15 minutes. <laughs> oh. And then, and then uh, I would just see him, you know, at all these functions. He, he was always there for his kids. He adored his kids, and he, he loved his family. And, you know, we, we were there when he, won, when, he, you know, when he lost. I think he was there when we lost to the Pistons. I can't remember that exact. Exactly. It was right after that. But then we were there with the two championships with Powell, and it was just so exciting to even you know, see him on a date. He, he'd score like, you know, forty-five points a night, and then be in carpool the next morning, just saying, "Hey, dropping off his kids." I mean, he was dedicated father. And so, uh, as as time progressed, you know, uh, we got to know each other, you know, and when his daughters grew up a little a little bit more. One day, he asked me if I he could go on a field trip. I was a Spanish teacher at the school where I was teaching, and so. Uh, you guys still there? Yeah, yeah. so we here. So, hold on, somebody. So and he says, uh, "I want to go with you." So we got in. He got in the bus, and we're going down to old, old time San Diego to do a field trip. And I'm sitting next to Kobe, <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, "I know all about you, man." He knew all about me. He knew I was a singer. He knew I was a musician. He knew I was a Spanish teacher, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy! This guy's got me figured out already." <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just started rapping. We rapped about music. We rapped about history. You know, Kobe grew up in Italy, so he didn't know a lot of American history. I'm a big American history buff. I'm a big music buff. I'm a big uh, fan of like, of music through the through the last you know 50, 60 years. And, and we talked about that. He was super curious. He would he would ask you questions about everything. And I think, you know, we just spoke normally. You know, we just we just rapped. And so we got down to San Diego. We're hanging out. And the kids were on this tour, and we went out to lunch. We were having a beer. I was having a beer with Kobe Bryant and in fact, he told me everything he told me about championship Lakers. he told me about you know his relationship with Shaq, which was hilarious. It was just uh, surreal, and then we became friends, and then I started working for him. I did music for him it was It was like it was bizarre
0: and Christina was an assistant coach for Kobe uh, on this. On this youth yeah. league team,
2: yes, Christina was Christina and I coached our junior high school team together, and when both his girls were coming up, we were their coaches and as it progressed, Kobe realized just how talented and and bright Christina's mind was for basketball, and he could see it in the way our schemes would go and both our offensive and our defensive schemes he he realized that wow these christina was I always took the back seat. I always let Christina drive the truck because she was so much smarter than I was. And uh, and Kobe realized, and he said, he called me one day because we, we had, you know, had a friendship, and he said, hey, uh, I want Christina to be my assistant coach. I said, well, you're going to have to ask her because she's running both my jobs, she's a full-time teacher, and she's got three kids. He goes, I'll take care of it. So we called her, and. She quit her quit her teaching job that same year. <laughs> wow! So and that's all uh, she did. Let me ask you this question: How are
1: you handling your kids and watching television right now? Because the, like, obviously Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you can't turn on any television anywhere without this accident being talked about. How are you handling that with your kids?
2: Yeah, we just turned everything off. Uh, we unplugged the Alexa because they got the banners going left and right. We unplugged that. You know, they're only allowed – if they're. I give them a little bit of time on the iPads. They're only allowed to play a couple little games. And what I do is I, I get a lot of help. You know, we've had a lot of people help. So people are taking them out and friends are coming over. But as far as what you're asking, Charles um, – the only thing we watched was a little bit of the interview that we did on CNN, and uh, anytime something comes up, we turn it. I turn it off. Yeah. So it's not a lot of TV being watched right now. If you want to, if you want to know the truth,
0: Matt, I'm going to tell you something about Charles. His go-to karaoke guy is Frank Sinatra. My man. <laughs> and I know that that's I know that's your specialty in your yeah.
2: band, correct? Yeah. Well, I do a Frank Sinatra big band Ernie, and uh, we do the full big band, and uh, we work a lot, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. But what song? What song are we looking at?
1: Well, I always start out with my way. Uh, I, I I love I love karaoke, and I only sing Frank Sinatra. My man, <laughs> uh, I, you know I like to pride myself, calling myself old brown eyes, um, uh, but I do I love karaoke. And I only sing Frank Sinatra. Uh, and, I, you know, and I suck at it, but it's fun.
2: He doesn't lie, Matt. <laughs> uh, well, well we, we, need to have a, we need to have a duel off or something. But uh, I'm going to take, take about 60 days off from singing in honor of my wife. I'm just going to wait. And the next time I do it, uh, it's going to be something special for, for her. But we've canceled all the shows for the next couple months here. But uh, my way. My way is the gym. You can't go wrong with my way. Any others? Just out of curiosity.
1: I Obviously, New York, New York. Yeah. Obviously that. Let me ask you a question, though. You talk about, are you guys both full-time teachers at one point?
2: We both were, yeah. Wow. And then the music, bit, my, my business took off, so I was going to quit. And then she got this thing with Kobe, and so she, she was going to stay, but Kobe made it possible for her to quit, too, and then – at one point, we were both working for Kobe. I was writing music, and she was she was coaching, and, you know, it was a, it was a great life, man. We, we thought we had it made. We had it made, you know. We were so happy, three beautiful kids. You know, Kobe, we felt like rock stars, you know, because of the music, and we felt like rock stars because, you know, we'd go places with Kobe. It was just like, you know, how quickly it goes, you know.
0: When you're... <laughs> Yeah, when you're as you sit here in these last few days, I mean, Matt, are you asking? Are you asking why? Are you what? Just what's yeah. what's what's in the forefront of your mind besides the memories you have of Christina and and how you're trying to help your kids through this?
2: That's a good question, Ernie, and I and I. I'll be honest with you there's so many things coming through my mind. I'm just trying to live in the just moment by moment. So like this interview with you guys this this feels like normal. <laughs> you know, it feels normal and yeah. I'm trying to just put together a string of normal moments if that makes if that makes sense.
0: Perfect sense.
2: You don't know how much we loved your show. We absolutely we watched it every night. We loved your, your banter. We loved the honesty in which you guys do things. You know, and Ernie, you are you are one of my heroes. And uh, you guys are just – all you guys are just – it's such such an honor to be on with you guys. I just – we we loved you. Christina and I loved watching your show. Well, I appreciate that.
1: Well, I just want to say this. I'm so glad we had y'all because I didn't know y'all were both teachers. Uh, I mean, because, mm-hmm. like, they don't uh, – I I do, I admire and respect teachers and I'm glad to know that y'all were both teachers. And obviously you got this mu- music thing going. It sounds like you said it, like we had a really, really good life. And mm-hmm. number one, man, that is awesome. And, and, and I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. And like I say, there's nothing that me and Ernie can say to you. There's nothing we can say, but, I want to thank you for taking the time and man, uh, we wish you and the the, the house. The, I can't remember everybody's name, right? Ernie got got it written down. I just want to wish all the families. And that was one of the things that I said in my first release, because I didn't do any TV interviews because I didn't know what to say, but I said, let's don't forget these other seven families. And we're so honored to have you on, on our podcast uh, admit it, it. This is uh, awesome for us too to talk to you.
2: Oh man, well, that Chuck, you you are a special human being. You know that, I and mean, it comes through in everything you do. And you, people see your heart. And I I know that when you say something like that, it's sincere. And you, you whatever you say is perfect, man, because it comes from the heart every time you speak.
0: Matt, what can we do for you?
2: This is this is amazing, you know. Just talking to you guys is amazing. So, just continued support, you know. Just don't forget her, you know. I would like to do something. My wife was a defensive specialist, and eventually, I would like to start a. They used to call her the MOD, yeah. you know, Mother of Defense. <laughs> Gianna coined that term, <laughs> and. uh I would love to maybe set up a fund for people that really play defense, you know, the right way because defense like Chuck is heart. You know, you can be a great offensive player, but to be a great defensive player, you have to have heart and my wife had heart. And uh so if we could do something like that in the future, that'd be pretty awesome.
0: And I know there's a there's a GoFundMe page the uh christina mauser family support fund we encourage you to as you listen to this today to to check that out yes and, please and help in any way you can and uh matt we're a phone call away man so um you ever just need to vent need to vent need to talk yeah. <laughs> just want to talk to another dad oh, Chuck thank and you. i both have experience and uh <laughs> and, uh, I know,
2: I know, I know your story,
0: and, but but we would uh, be honored to talk to you and provide you any peace that we can. So,
2: uh, well, you guys, it means a lot. So I really appreciate you calling, man, just considering us and, and keeping us in your thoughts. It's it's uh, it's great. We really appreciate it. Thank but, you, my friend. And I hope, next, All hopefully, right. if we ever get to meet, ever do karaoke, Chuck, we will have a. It'll be under different circumstances.
1: I would love to do karaoke
2: with you. (laughs) I would love that. careful what you wish for. You know, okay, here's what we're going to do. If you ever make it out here, Chuck, and we have one, a gig, you're going to do it in front of the big band. That'll work for me.
1: You got to have have the words for me, though. We'll
2: we'll put the words up. Okay, I appreciate (laughs) that.
0: God bless you, Matt. Thanks. God bless. Hey, Chuck, I understand uh, there's a big football game this weekend. Huge. It would be the Super Bowl. What Uh, number Super Bowl is this? 54, 54. isn't it? 54. 54. Car 54, where are you? That's it. I remember that well. Yeah. Uh, TK's here, by the way, our longtime producer.
3: Can I ask you a question? Uh, Yes. Is there going to be a party at the Chuckster's house? Oh, no, no, no. Going to Vegas.
0: (laughs) Going to, go to Vegas for the 23rd straight year. So that's your, that's your Super Bowl tradition. Oh, yeah. 23... You would rather go to Vegas-like than go to the game. Oh, yeah.
1: So I went to one Super Bowl. It was a zoo, a madhouse. There are no real fans there. It's so corporate. And one year I went to Vegas. Now, and I watch it at Mandalay Bay in a room with five to 10,000 people. We have 400-inch screens. You have a big... Yeah, I got about... Are you in a cordoned-off area? Yes, like this, but I got probably another... 10 to 15 chairs because uh-huh. it's just the guys. I, I'm up to about 15 guys. So I it's your with buddies. Are right? It's this is my okay. buddies. All right. uh, they got any alcohol, any food you want. They feed you the whole time. Alcohol. Uh, the room is the room is on fire because people have bet on every single thing. Like when they do the National Anthem, people start clapping because they want the, cl- the, the time duration. Then they do the corn flip. People start going nuts. And then the rest of the people uh, have bet on the game in some capacity. Yeah. I'll tell you what's really funny, TK and Ernie. You should see the stampede at halftime to get to make the second half bets. <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, but it's it's a, a great environment. Like I said, this is my 23rd straight year going. Love it. Can't wait to get to
3: Las Vegas. TK, so, do you have a... Uh, well, have... we have some prop bets. Chances of these two things being in front of you during Super Bowl party, pigs in a blanket or fried kale chips... Oh, pigs in a blanket, well, no uh, doubt. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: Nobody kale, kale chips are not a thing. Well, they are, but, but they're well, not your thing. Well, first of all, I don't even think kale's a thing. Well, I mean, you know, can eats it? it doesn't exist. No, I think kale is just lettuce. They just changed the name so they can charge you more. That, like, that's like when you go to like uh, when you go to these salad places and they got like five different types of lettuce. I'm like, no. There's not five types. It's just lettuce. Yeah, there, there are different types of lettuce. Th- they're all the same, Ernie. They're called lettuce. They put <laughs> kale on there so they can charge you more. You're out your money. No, seriously. At. That's like organic. Organic <laughs> is not a thing. Okay. It's just the only thing I think about it. organic is the price. Mm-hmm. So That's like uh, yoga. Yoga is nothing but stretching. They just call it yoga so they can charge you more. Mm-hmm. It's just stretching, Ernie. <laughs> I've done yoga. It's just stretching. What was it you said about the Olympic sport, the curling? Curling is not a thing. It's called dusting. Everybody <laughs> can dust. Yeah. Every, that's not a thing.
3: All right, I got to go rapid fire here. The total length of the word brave, how long is it going to take Demi Lovato to sing that word? The over-under is 5.5 seconds.
1: Oh, she got it. It's over. She don't do it like this. home of the brave.
0: Oh, I got the over on that too. <laughs> See there? I, I, I can even listen. I, I definitely got the I, over. Uh, on. And that's the only
1: time I'm coming out of my comfort zone of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And I held it longer than five
3: seconds. That was nice. Thank you. nice. was nice. You're ready. It like an air raid. Right, what'll
2: happen first?
3: <laughs> you know, you, you, you can go to the subways. All right. What'll happen first? A sack or a touchdown? Sack.
0: All right. Touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, no, you know, no, it's going to be a touchdown. No, because you're going to have no. to go to Lenton. No. F- San Francisco is going to receive. They're going right. to run the ball. They're not going to be a sack. They're going to score. Yeah, but and Ernie, You are with the Sharps. Probably going the be Sharps agree with you.
1: The, but there's going to be that, first of all, they're not going to run the ball. They're going to put everybody in the box. They're not going to let Jimmy Garofalo throw six passes in a game. They're not going to let that little monster kid run wild like he did against the Packers. No,
3: we'll see. All right, let me ask you this You're not going to put big coin on that one. No, I'm not. Uh, How many times, the over-under on Patrick Mahomes passing yards. Okay. Over. 305. Over. How many times a year this year do you think he threw for for 305 yards? 12. Nine. Nine. All right, now Jimmy Garoppolo over-under 239. Under, under.
1: What's going to be interesting about? Uh, see, that's one reason I'm not a big prop bet guy. Now, will you make some prop bets? Will I you, do not make prop not bets. Not at all. I will not because you, you don't want to. Because you don't want to. No, because uh, I think first of all, they, they, they listen. <laughs> casinos make money on on two things: prop bets and our teasers. Mm-hmm. Those are sucker bets. So, you know, but it's interesting. Who's your money on in the game? I'm scared to bet the game. I have not decided yet. You're going to go to Vegas and not bet? Uh, uh, oh, I'm going to bet. Okay. But <laughs> so I want to make sure. Ernie, I got to say something. This, to me, might be the most difficult Super Bowl I've had to bet on in a long time. Because there's no way it's you're going
3: to. It's hardship. for him.
1: No, no, no. TK, <laughs> I would not be surprised if either team won this game.
3: Like there are some games you're like, oh, that'll be a surprise. What's the line anyway? One, and and remember, Jimmy Garoppolo threw seven passes. Yeah, that's
1: because he was the kid was running wild. That's why I don't like that prop bet because if the Chiefs stack the box, they got to for. Remember, Garoppolo had a hell of a game when he went down to New Orleans, and if you can win a game in New Orleans against Drew Brees on the road, I give you that. Okay, so if they stack the box, which they gonna have to. They're going to have to stack the box. They're going to let that
3: little kid run wild like the Packers did. What's so the over-under
0: on Chuck saying stack the box?
3: Yeah, exactly. All right, Chuck, Re- more receiving yards. <laughs> Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? Ooh, that's a great one right there.
1: Well, I hate to tell you this, TK, because I know you're going to get mad at me. I'm oh, actually, because yeah. you get mad when I drop names. I I'm actually a personal friend of Travis Kelsey. I mm-hmm. figured that was coming. Okay, I'm just letting you know. I don't see you guys to consider dropping names. Since you guys are nobodies, y'all don't know famous people. Famous people know other famous people. Y'all just nobodies. Y'all hang out with y'all kids. <laughs> I know famous people. Um, you an Ope? Oh, uh, that's what I call. I call an Ope. I don't yeah. call an Oprah. All right, we, we we tight like that. I say, hey, Oprah, how you doing? Right. I don't call her Oprah. Is and Barack
3: Mister President or is oh, he? Oh, Mister President. Is, is, is he? Yeah.
1: I, you know what? You know, I, I should test Kenny's theory out on when people don't have the job anymore. You know, Kenny don't. Kenny gets mad at me when we're doing March Madness, because every time somebody comes in who used to be a coach, I call him coach, and he's mm-hmm. like, he don't coach anymore. So Kenny does not believe your theory, Ernie. I know. I know.
3: So, but I. I understand that. That's so, actually, so who's going to have more receiving yards? Kelsey or Kittle?
0: Well, Kelsey
1: Kelsey's a personal friend of mine, but that Kittle boy is uh, a bad hey, boy.
0: Okay. Okay. You dropped his name twice. Okay, sorry. Within like eight. Is there a you know, wheelbarrow You had to, point, right out, now, you had to point out, I know him. Wait, and because he's a friend, Wait. because we are acquainted. This, if
1: I had a dollar for every time you said Steve, what Steve, what, you, the guy used to work for the Wizards? Steve Buckhands. If I had a dollar every time you talk about Steve Buckhands, I'd have like six hundred dollars. I like Buck. He's a good dude.
0: He's he a great a dude. dude. But you drop his name. I don't drop his name for effect. Uh, <laughs> I, I drop his name because we're doing a Wizards game or showing a Wizards highlight. First of all, yeah. and, and first uh, of all, that, that you we should when, when he was a hey, Wizards player. Hey, and, play and there's no and, re- and now he's gonna. I'm gonna get a text. Hey. He's gonna say, "Hey, thanks for talking about me on the steam room." But anyway, do you know Travis Kelsey? Uh, Yes, good friend of mine. (laughs) Yeah, I heard about him. (laughs) I I call him Travis. Do you know Jennifer
1: Lopez? (laughs) I I have met Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I figured
3: that. How many wardrobe changes during her halftime performance over under two and a half? Under.
1: I think because that that show is so tight,
0: I don't think you're going to have that much time to change. So I'm going to take... Two wardrobe Does it, does it mean it, does it mean an entire wardrobe change, or maybe an addition to something where it it, it makes the, the look different?
1: I don't think you have time because that thing is so chore, chore, choreographed, <laughs> uh, and I don't think you have time to disappear
3: for uh, several minutes. Well, Janet Jackson didn't have to disappear, right?
1: Well, she went solo, no clothes. I like that. <laughs> I like that.
3: Shout Chuck, out, you've had time to think about it. Final score. Who wins?
1: 34-31 Chiefs.
3: Hail to the Chiefs. Hail to the Chiefs. My good oh, 50 another years ago. Uh, another good friend,
0: Andy Reid. Oh, here we go, Ernie. No, I got the prediction. Uh oh. Okay. Go because in overtime you score a touchdown you win you win you win i mean it's if you if, first if you receive win. and you and you, you score a touchdown right but if you kick a field goal the other team gets the ball yeah the, the other, other if, team gets the ball Kansas City 33 San Francisco 27 in overtime ooh oh. well you cheated off half of my no. paper no you see it i've taken it next level it said to be overtime and it's gonna be and it's not 34 27 because they're just gonna score the touchdown. Not need to kick the extra point. So if they had
1: to kick the extra point, I would have been right.
0: No, you, because you said thirty-four to thirty, and I say thirty three to twenty seven. So I hope we're both right on the score.
3: And I don't care who right. wins. Fifty years ago, the Chiefs played their first Super
0: Bowl against the Packers. Yes, of course they did. Who was the MVP? Uh I know this. I know this. Do you know this? Uh First of all, I was only six. Do you know well, the answer? Is hey, do a great do you know the story answer? behind it. I
1: was, I, and I got the answer. All right. I know the answer. I was only six. How am okay. I supposed to know this? Max Here.
3: Max McGee. Max McGee. The tight end? No, he was a receiver. He uh, was going to retire. Number 85. That's uh, right. And he a lifelong pattern. Not, not expecting to play because he was a backup. It was his last year. And he and Hornung went out that night and got so loaded that he could barely function, and on the first play of the game, the starting wide receiver got knocked out of the game, Boyd Dowler. right? Yep, Boyd Dowler. And in went Max McGee and won the won – uh, I
1: don't think it's fair y'all ask me questions from y'all childhood. I'm just, just letting y'all, you know, or, Chuck. Well, uh, no, seriously. You y'all, said
3: you played a little bit no, no, under the I, weather a few I'm times?
1: Si- I'm six years old at the time. You guys probably broadcast <laughs> that game. I think that's unfair for y'all to ask me questions that happened 50 years ago.
3: What? Uh, one more factoid about that game. Yes. How many networks broadcasted? None. Two. NBC and CBS, and they had to re-kick the second half kickoff Cause one because of them,
0: they, they, one of them was in commercial. Wait, how do you figure the first Super Bowl was carried by no network? Because I thought it, like, it was just a local... You know, the, the local TV no, station maybe, maybe, went out and uh, shot no, it on the I'm, shoulder.
1: No, I'm thinking it maybe it was before TV time, Ernie. Like before we had. Before, yeah, no, 67. there was TV, There
0: was television in 1967.
1: Well, yeah, so, exactly. so clearly they, they 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 had no bargaining power. to both teams
3: both networks showed the games. No, well, I'm just telling you. That's weird, isn't it? Imagine yeah. all that stuff now. Yeah. Super Bowl ticket cost ten dollars. Ten dollars.
1: I took a guess. That was just a stab. Yeah, but that's pretty. Wait, good do you know stab. what we should do? I'm gonna make an executive decision for TNT. Yeah. How about we show the Super Bowl? Sounds good to me. If they can show it two times back then, just not tell anybody.
0: Let's look, let's yeah. come on. I, let's do that. I agree. Who's got, who's got the Super Bowl this year? Fox. Fox. So Fox Fox comes on the air. And, and we'll then, and we'll simulcast it. And we'll just, yeah, we'll just kind of find that signal and just take uh whatever's on like TNT at that moment.
1: And we've killed enough people on Law and Order. We can show the Super Bowl. We now That's interrupt true. Law and Order to bring you the Super Bowl
3: because <laughs> we
0: be. Yeah, exclusively on <laughs> we, TNT. We're definitely
3: going to be showing Where Law Charles and Order. Barkley will yeah. drop names left and right. Hey,
1: hey, man, I told you it is my fault, y'all. Nobody's don't know people.
3: Whatever. How many times you drop Dan Marino? The Iceman I grew up with. Oh, he oh, dropped goodness. He dropped the Iceman
0: on the us. The Iceman. Oh, my. Well, that, God. I've never heard that. That's his name, the Iceman. Kylie, our special, um, as always, a special guest. And, well, he's not really a special guest, he's a regular installment. Yeah, yeah speci- special is
1: an exaggeration.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a guest. Yeah. Back with more, wrapping things up from the steam room uh, with Chuck's answering machine after this. There we go. It's quickly becoming one of the most popular segments of uh, the Steam Room. Um, it's called Chuck's Answering Machine. There you go, brother. And brothers. We, we welcome your calls. Let's take the first one.
1: You've reached Charles Barkley. Leave a message, America.
2: Yo, Chuck, you seem like a guy that knows a lot about food. So with the big game going on this Sunday, what's your go-to football food? Love the show.
1: Hey, number one, thanks for calling in. Uh, you can never go wrong with wings, um, and and I'm a I, I got to admit I'm a wing aficionado. Really? Yeah, I, I can't eat wings from anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You like? I'll go to places and try wings. If they're not good, I'm not going back there. The problem with most wings, they're not cooked well enough. They're crispy on the outside and too wet on the
0: inside. You like the drumettes or the flat ones?
1: Uh, I like the drumettes. Okay. Uh, but I, I I can do some flappers. Uh, but drumettes are my, uh, that's the best part of a wing. F-
0: flappers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, wing wings are a go-to. And I will say this, nachos are a perfect sporting event yep. food. Uh, you, but you can't. You got to be careful though, because I'm a chili, cheese, ground beef, maybe some chicken uh, type guy. Uh, got to be careful with the hot, the, the jalapenos. No jalapenos on your. Uh, on your um, it.
0: Uh, I, you have to be careful because sometimes they're a little too hot for Chucksters. Yeah. You know we have a we have a, a Super Bowl watching party at our house every, every year. Just a few neighbors coming over. But yeah, the same thing. Got to have the wings. Got to have maybe some chili dogs. Maybe uh, yeah. uh, chili dog with onions. Yeah, maybe the uh, the chips with the white cheese dip. Yep. But with some jalapenos. Chili dogs, man. I, you can't go, like because I'm a big onion guy. Yeah. You
1: give me a hot dog, which I love hot dogs. Give me some really really hard
0: onions and put some chili on top. Ooh. Oh, spicy spicy mustard. Uh no. I don't put oh. in, I don't put anything else on it. Spicy mustard and relish for me, but no chili.
1: I'm really not I a chili relish since I was forced to eat it as a kid. <laughs> I
0: think we have another call. Ernie, Charles, my name's Sam. I've been a loyal,
3: bracelet-wearing steamer since 2019. Uh, guys, starting soon,
0: as you know, is the 40th season of Survivor, one of the first shows ever in the reality TV genre. And, Charles, I'm wondering, if you were on any reality show, past or present, which one do you think you would do best at? Uh, besides, of course, America's Next Top Model. We all know that. Wow, nice Thanks, guys. call.
1: Wow, number one, thanks again for the call. That's a great question. A bracelet wearing steamer
0: since 2019. (laughs) 2019. That's a great... (laughs) I'm trying to think. Um, What was the first real reality show? Probably Survivor.
1: Was it? Yeah, I think Survivor, because you know, you got that housewife stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, You got Naked and Afraid. Um, How about that Bear Grylls thing where you'd have to... You were... Taken through the wild. You know, that would be interesting.
1: I, um, I would love, because two of my favorite shows are Andrew Zimmern, Bizarre Foods. Mm-hmm. I love that. And Guy Fieri's D show. I love looking, and that's the reason I'm a fat guy. I like food. <laughs> but Andrew Zimmern's show and Guy's show, I watch religiously. Because some of the stuff these people eat in foreign countries, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. So that would be the only thing with Bear grills. Like, some of the stuff those people be eating, like, you have to be really damn hungry
0: to eat that. You know, I could probably get you a spot on a reality show if you're interested. Well, I'm not. If, if, if Meet the Smiths returns. I got a spot for you. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to say something so bad right now. But, but you I'm... don't have to because we're out of time on the steam room. <laughs> we want to thank you for uh, spending some time with us today. We want to thank Matt Mauser um, for the time he took. Yes. In the most difficult of circumstances to join us. And bless all today. the families. Amen to that.